Oh, what's cracking, lovely people? This is the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. Thank you for downloading and welcome along. I'm your host, Matt Gardner, and I'm a nutritional therapist by trade. The podcast focuses on nutrition, movement, outdoor experiences, and if you're a new listener, I've recorded over a hundred episodes. So after you listen to this one, scroll through the titles, see what resonates with you, and I hope you find something awesome. Now, today, my guest is a lady called Fiona O'Donnell. Now, she is a triathlete, an online trainer and nutrition coach, and founder of Sustain Nutrition Education. Let's get into things, and I hope you find our conversation valuable, lovely people. Fiona, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be on, Matt. No, look, it's brilliant to have you on. And obviously we spoke off air. We connected via a Facebook group. You know, we both work in nutrition, but I think for the listeners benefit, it'd be brilliant to know a bit about you. So where you're based at the moment and what you're doing at the moment and how you've kind of been getting on over the last few months, obviously during the pandemic. Yeah, perfect. So I'm living in the south of Ireland, uh, down, um, as I said to you the other day, it's kind of the, the UK's version of Devon. So it's down along the coast, uh, great surfing, great beaches. And we we moved from Dublin, which is the, the capital, and just completely changed our lifestyles um, a good few years ago now, about 14 years ago. So we are, uh, we've gone from being the, um, you know, go out midweek and uh, spend our lives at gigs in Dublin to uh you know nighttime swimming and doing everything triathlon really spending our, our days outdoors so yeah that's where we are now um i'm working from home we have three kids so um i used to work i used to work in cardiology in uh, in the major hospital here in in cork um as a physiologist so uh that wasn't going to be something i was going to be able to do from home so i went and uh, I went back and did my my master's in in sports exercise nutrition with Chester University, uh, and it's kind of gone on from there really. I've been teaching well, I was uh, for a long time teaching Pilates classes and uh, working as a PT when I left the the hospital setting, but it kind of organically became this online thing because um, in a town like Clonakilty where you have uh, I suppose a limited um, body of people who want to look at their nutrition and everything it just provided me with the opportunity to spread out a little bit and work with people from further afield so uh it kind of naturally progressed to working online Mm. um so when when covid kind of swung around i was i was situated quite well to be honest uh i had already set up a few programs um i had a few i had a few programs and challenges that went on last year that tend to filter back into circulation um, quite frequently. So uh, every now and again, I'll kind of swing those off again and get more people engaged um, with some of the free programs. So mm. uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where I am at the minute. So obviously people listen to this, it's, it's a pretty inspiring story. Obviously you, you moved, changed careers, um, you know, obviously that's one end in, in terms of some of the cardiology stuff and, and in hospitals. But was it literally a, you know, wake up, I'm going to change this? Or are you someone that's a, a, a huge planner? And obviously that, that you know, the yeah. day changed and you'd, you'd spent months working towards it. Or, um, you know, how, how did that how did that shift? Because obviously going back into education and then obviously taking things forward from the nutrition route, it's related, but it is a, it's a big jump. It is a big jump. Do you know what? I guess I'm I'm the type of person, Matt, who 
I don't know, it's, it's maybe not a good thing sometimes, but uh, working in cardiology, um, one of the things we used to do was work with patients that had had um, a cardiac event. They may have had a heart attack or they um, were having experience of chest pain and uh, they were going through a process then of a number of weeks, which was cardiac rehab. And it was very structured. They came into a building, they were on the treadmill. It was very, very closely managed. Um, to assess whether they were still having symptoms after their treatment. And once cardiac rehab was finished, they were kind of, they were they were sent off and told, you're done now, you're done with your cardiac rehab. And there is a major bridge between the current state of health and fitness, I think, in the community, and certainly in Ireland anyway, and when somebody leaves the hospital. So there was no, that I could see, no connection point. Um, so while I was working in cardiology, I, I was living in Dublin. I knew no one. My husband was still working in Cork. So uh, I went and I engaged in a nighttime course um, over a year and uh, I suppose developed my skills as a personal trainer um, in exercise and, and fitness. And that kind of naturally led to, as I said, me working in the community, working with clients. And I realized that you have all these people and you're teaching them what they could be doing and saying, you know, you don't have to be doing five sessions a week in the gym. You could just be going out doing a bit of walking and that's going to contribute to cardiovascular health and lifestyle health and everything. And then it occurred to me that people had absolutely no idea where to go with the nutrition. I mean, that old, that old traditional uh, meat to veg um, has, has just diverged into so many different pathways now. There's so much on the market. Uh, there's so many foods purporting to have all these health benefits and you know you have like you can have a packet of jellies saying that they're full of vitamin c and people go oh yeah brilliant that's a health food and so that kind of led me then to go alison i have to learn more about this nutrition gig because you know for me to be giving i just i just didn't feel competent enough to be giving people advice on their nutrition you know, as PTs were allowed to give a basic amount of advice and I just didn't feel it was enough. So I was just after having um, my my youngest boy, um, I was a year down the road being diagnosed with uh, renal disease and going back to work in a hospital setting uh, and then, you know, trying to trying to manage everything together uh, was just, it was just going to be too much. So I said, right, what do you do? What do you do when you're up the walls already? Uh, you've no spare time. You, you sign up for a master's program. So <laughs> that's what I did. Um, yeah, so amazing. that's if, what sung me into it. And if you don't mind, in a little while, it'd be good to dovetail a little bit into some of the stuff around, um, you know, the, the renal issues and things, because you, you're very sure, vocal. Yeah. You're very honest on social media. Obviously, if anyone's listening to this, I'll, I'll leave all the the relevant info that you can follow Fiona and things in at the end of the show and in the show notes. But, you know, you're, you're, you're very, you've got a consistent message on social media. You're very clear, but you're also, you're quite good at reflecting um, and looking back so people can, people can follow that journey. Um, And if you do like visuals and things like that, then obviously, you know, you're very good with that, but also you're, you can't, I I like when we connected, you're just constantly on the stories, you know, talking about the ebb and flow of your day, talking about uh, your training, being very honest about energy levels, some sometimes not eating enough. So I think I think yeah. that's you know that's that's absolutely brilliant. 
Um, and what if if I ask around that the studying and things? Because I think more recently, since I managed to pin down a few um, nutrition practitioners, coaches, and things, because um, everyone's at home a bit more and, and up for having a bit of a chat. You know, what was the light bulb moment during the masters for you? I've spoken in the past about the exercise metabolism, the fuel for the work required. You know, some of that some of that really interesting stuff that that made me want to become a practitioner when I first did my undergrad. Like, what were some of the things when you when you lifted the lid a bit more on on the nutrition side that just made you think wow you know I've definitely made the right choice here and this is such an interesting information yeah you know what it was actually um it was nothing to do with nutrition funnily enough and more to do with uh with the research side of things so like it it actually made me realize that uh you know not to be cynical but question everything mm. so when you see something on social media that says um, you should be doing this, you should be on the keto diet, you should be doing this, you should be doing paleo, you should be doing maple syrup and cinnamon, whatever it is. You have to question where this information is coming from and question whether what you're receiving, what information you're receiving can actually be applied to you. And that was a major eye-opener for me and I think it founded the basis of the message I'm trying to get across there on social media and it definitely founded... Um, my practice or my basis in practice because you can have all the research in the world that tells you and it's the best research it's you know there's been 10,000 um, people involved in the research there's it's going back for years it's all it's all very very basic very simple and very directional but there will always be outliers and you know any results that you get in research are based around the mean or they're based around the average they're based around those individuals who who showed the greatest change uh in in the center of this body of research but i think it's very important to acknowledge that okay yeah that is the best uh option for you for uh performance for weight loss for whatever mm. but actually you might be you might be part of that five or ten percent over here that it didn't work for so uh you know let's let's look a little bit more into that so i think I think being involved in uh, a master's, a, a research program, and uh, having to go away and do my own research, like I suppose I did, I did a for my for my thesis, I did um, a kind of an interactive process whereby I had an ongoing um, fitness program, and it was all outdoors. It wasn't costing people any money. It was just getting out and walking, and that kind of led to the the Just One Mile program that um, that I know you've seen there on my on my on my site. Mm. Um, and it was it was based around your degree of contact as a coach with the client and for coaches how can coaches give as much input as possible with minimum contact and how much interaction do people need to help maintain motivation and help maintain that element of um okay i'm, I'm part of something now and somebody's keeping an eye on me and you know uh, i've got that uh, accountability i guess to keep going and it made me realize that you can be full on for some people and give them everything and they're not in the right space to make changes. Mm. So there, there were all these elements. It, as, as I said, it wasn't even about nutrition. It wasn't even about food. It was about behavior and um, behavior fascinates me. And <laughs> I said to my husband recently, you know, yeah, I'm thinking of going back, maybe um, doing a postgrad in, in, you know, behavioral. And he just said, I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> please no more postgrads please so i was like okay yeah right okay we'll, we'll do the whole training for a triathlon business instead that's fine so uh i think the more you know the more you want to know 
Um, and I think you'd probably, you'd probably agree with that. Definitely. And I think, you know, never say never around additional education and things and I think it's um yeah. you know like you said maybe your husband wants you around a little bit more but I think as as a practitioner and as a coach then you realize that like you said it's 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 always it's it's looking at the research and if you're actually working in the trenches with clients and things like that you know you, you keep an eye on it but it's obviously not your full-time job you obviously yeah. want to you know you want to do no harm at the end of the day but you want to keep up with some things yes. like we do but mm. I think you know I completely agree and the amount of times that I, I, I love just that old school model of, of Covey's model that task management model you know the urgent and important or the not urgent and not yeah. important and you just have those four stages and like you said you can take all of these things if it's nutrition or movement or sleep hydration mm. and you can figure it out for each person and then some will take the, you know, the info and run with it, whereas others will, will need that check in. Um, so what I quite liked about obviously going on to, to your um, page and, and reading a bit more about what, what you do is that obviously, you know, you offer programs um, and it's not a plug because it's more you've obviously realised that these things take time and it's a dynamic process. And I do. I get it for yeah. some people that, that sell the one off very high price bracket console. You know, the kind of um, the people that have, uh, you know, problem pro kind of problem solving areas that they need. You know, I, I get that side of things. It could just take one session, whereas most people, they may have the psychological barriers. So the programs yeah. and, and the longer term and three months, you know, it's not a huge amount of time, but it is a big commitment for someone to to pay money yeah. and work and listen to people like us, you know, every day or weekly or biweekly. Um, but I think for a lot for a lot of people, that's that is what is needed. And it takes the courage to do that. So I think listening to you and talking about the behavior side, you know, it's brilliant. I've, I had a, another Irish nutritionist on a few months ago at the start of uh, lockdown. And, and, and he was, you know, he a lot of his work is in and around that as well. And it's refreshing because we have we have gone down the rabbit hole on this pod. And a lot of people are, that I work with, obviously, around the nutrition stuff and all the tools and everything that's going on and especially at the moment you'll probably find too there's all these conferences online and I'm always thinking oh you know do I log into yeah. those but then I think actually I need to be reading and thinking about the other side and reflecting on each case that I take on and see how things are going and that yes. side you know I've got I'm not saying I've got enough information but you know if I need to learn something I can you know and I can yes. I, look, I yeah. can look something up and, and I can figure things out and we've and, I, and we've all got you know, we've all got people we can we can refer to if 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 it's just yeah. on the edge of our knowledge for some of these, you know, the the nutrition side. But yeah, the behaviour yeah. change stuff is, yeah, it's fascinating. So do you start with a kind of bit of a, you know, bit bit of a conversation with someone, and then obviously there's 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 varying levels of contact, and do you, do you kind of use various apps, or do you do video calls, or obviously you don't have to give away all of your you know all of your yeah, secrets yeah. but it's just interesting <laughs> to know <laughs> yeah because you've got an, you've got a side where you're, you're you're generally teaching clients aren't you but then you've also got a coaching yeah. side there's a few levels to, to what you do isn't there sure yeah so like and i suppose it is kind of split 50 50 so uh half the people that would sign up for me are with me would be um in the nutrition education program so like that is we start off the first month i guess primarily with nutrition and learning about the basics learning about macronutrients so that split of proteins and carbohydrates and fats and um then kind of going further a little bit into some people want this and other people don't so going a little bit further into the maths of um of nutrition so there seems to be this for people who don't know a lot about nutrition there's this fear around 
well, I've had I've had lots of food today, and if I have that Mars bar, I'll get fat, uh, as opposed to looking at the greater picture and understanding the concept of energy balance. So mm. I try to teach that in the first level. The second element is more about accountability. So it's about, and it's it's people assume that's them being accountable to me, but it's actually deciding what goals you want to achieve and deciding about the tiny steps you're going to take to get there. So uh, it's kind of where do you aim your trajectory, I guess, um, and then the habits that you can utilize to instill instill that behavior on a daily basis. So it might be something as simple as once a week. And if, if somebody will come back to me and say, Fiona, this month, if I've done nothing else, every Sunday once I've done the shopping, I, cho- I chop a load of veg and put it in the fridge. And it means that, you know, I have stuff there to use for the week. And it's about making those tiny changes and even though they look tiny they feel tiny it's it's a it's a movement that in six months time is going to have you in a different place Mm. and then the sustained element is um is building building around your nutrition building around your habit change and seeing what lifestyle changes you can make so um so for instance the coaches i work with the strength coaches um they what we've done with them is look at the concepts of push pull um press and hinge and looking at how those movements uh can improve your movement patterning improve your um say not having back pain not having neck pain if you're sitting in front of a computer all day mm. and kind of i suppose bringing in some small movements on a day-to-day basis it might be that you get up every morning and just do downward dog and it's a stretch for your hamstrings and a stretch for your lower back uh, because you're sitting in front of a laptop all day it might be identifying that that neck pain you're having or that stiff shoulders you're having is because you're like this all the time or you ride to and from work on a bike in this position so it's just about i suppose acknowledging self deciding where you are and uh, seeing where you want to be and then identifying the steps uh, that you're going to take to get there um, what often happens is that people run through this program, they'll come away from it for a month, and then I'll get an email to say, I was really busy last month, kids are on holidays, can I slot back in where I left off? And people will often go away for a month and take that break, and then realize actually having something that I had to log into every day was, was kind of good for accountability and kept me on track. Um, and then people will often at the end of that program say, I think what I actually need is some one-to-one work and I need for this to be specific to me. So that will go on then and we'll do some one-to-one programming and uh, people will say, oh, I've, I've been trying for ages and actually I hate walking. Um, so, you know, we'll identify that this individual might absolutely hate walking because they just have a hang-up about it. They don't have a dog. Uh, and then, you know, people go, oh yeah, but I love swimming or I love cycling or actually I've discovered the gym. And it's again, it's it's about helping people to break down the barriers that fear they have uh, about stepping outside of their comfort zone. Mm. Um, so that's kind of it's it's all interlinked, I guess. What I offer is all interlinked, um, but is just offered in different blocks. Yeah. So. No, and that's good, obviously, because then you can you know you can you can manage your client load as well. If there's a few practitioners and things listening, then you know you have to obviously try to allocate your time. And like you said, when people want more of a specific program and you're doing the real one-to-one work obviously that is different than onboarding you know a few, a, a, a few messages around you know the the accountability and the sustain and then people can take it on if they need to or yeah. like you said they can leave they can pick it back up um i think listening yeah, to that exactly. that gave that you know that just reminded me of a chap i'm working with at the moment we're, we're in in the account in a kind of accountability side 
um, he's having his um, you know this is separate from nutrition but he's having his house and kitchen uh, renovated and obviously finding it hard to yeah. do some specific training so I just said you know why not mm. why not from an accountability side every day of the work being done just start with the press up day one and then every day until the the work's finished add 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 one you know so he might be doing like four to six weeks of this kitchen conversion and it's just simple and it's not you know obviously we started around more of the performance nutrition side and stuff and i'd say maybe the the sustained the sustained side if it's a nutrition example is he's now making his breakfast each morning which is really awesome and i think that's helping him obviously get more nutrition density in the day manage how many calories he's eating in the morning so that so i think listening yeah. to what you said there you know i'm, I'm slightly different I, I maybe i'm not organized with with some of the levels that you have in terms of working clients through but there's a few examples there of of how you know i do things as well and it's um yeah it's interesting it's yeah. good just pick this apart on a kind of podcast form for the listener because you know a lot of the time people do tune in for sound bites and things and like you said vit c you know protein vit d all that kind of stuff and it's brilliant if people yes. do want to find these things but i think it's it's good to just speak to coaches like yourself who who are experienced and, and kind of you know have 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 quite a, a kind of dynamic offering as well because obviously yes. a lot of people do yeah. and i get it they do pigeonhole themselves because they are uh, experts in the, in their field especially in research yeah. but then you know you're out you're training you're active you're, you're like you said there's not too many people around you so you've had to move things online um and obviously you know it's it's, it's working out really well so it's uh yeah it's interesting to yeah. hear but there must be challenges like you said because there's so much out there um i definitely come into this sometimes as well just actually putting a bit of a format you know together and then constantly questioning yeah. it and so but then at least yes. you've got different levels so you can be like okay if this isn't the full picture people can then come and and there is more you know whereas yeah. have you found you've got more comfortable over that like you said if people aren't quite enjoying a certain phase they can come out of it or yeah. if you actually think some people you know that's maybe all they need so I can offer this and it is okay to offer this you know that's always an interesting conversation yeah like I think I think definitely for us there's so many different things there's so many different areas people need to address and this is something that I have had to learn. And this kind of goes back to me signing up for this master's, that master's. Jeez, I, in two weeks time, I could decide I'm doing a PhD. And then in four weeks time, go, oh my God, what have I done? Um, we want to, the more we realize we, we the more we learn, the, the more we realize we don't know. And I think there is this, this thing that we have to know everything. And I've had to take a step back from that and actually realize that what I'm doing, I'm doing well for the people who are using it and the people who are getting value from it so having something in place to get that feedback so i've said at the end of every program or the end of every block at the end of every month and um, there's here's an anonymous um platform where you can give feedback if something has not worked for you and that's specifically what i want to know about if something has not worked for you or you feel it was over your head or you feel it was too simplified or you feel that it did not provide you with benefit or with value please tell me about it because if I upgrade the program and if you have come back to me with feedback, if you'd like to leave your leave your name, I'd like to invite you back on it for free so yeah. that you can see if those, if those benefits have actually improved uh, your capacity to learn something or your capacity to make a change. And I think being confident in, in what you're delivering and being open to criticism and critique um, because when it comes down to it, we actually have a very, very good, um basis in education and i think we 
there's that that whole element of the imposter syndrome where we kind of look on social media we see other people doing things similar to how we're doing them and we think that they're these uh people who are like so successful and so amazing and oh my god you know what are they driving and you know they must be they must be so you know just hitting the high notes on everything at the moment and we actually have no idea all you can do is focus on the quality of what you're delivering focus on the value that you're giving to your clients and i think as well matt like i think some people get lost in the i want to be instagram successful i want to be this and what really worked for me was identifying my values and my values are that i really really want the people i work with to be able to walk away from me and never have to pick up the phone to me again and that's what i want for my clients now what i say to my clients is i'm always open to an email if you ever want to contact me for anything please pick up like if it's fiona i've seen this supplement and such and such a person told me i should be on it what are your thoughts and i will always respond to people on that ground um but i think being in a position where you can say my top priority is ensuring that my clients will walk away having uh, having received value uh, and information that they can apply for themselves um if you can if you can hold those within your priorities i think it's it's very good for you then to be able to look back and go actually i've done i've done what i can do here and i will often say somebody will come to me and say um oh fiona you know uh, I've been doing this program with you and uh, I've been doing step one, two, and three, but uh, I want to get way stronger. I want to start doing this deadlifting and I want to start doing that. And I'll always go at that point. Okay, well, I'm not there to stand behind you when you're deadlifting that weight. I'm not there to look at whether your left knee is buckling in a small bit. So I know a coach, let me hook you up and, or let me find out who's in your area and I'll see who might be good for you. Um, and I think it's it's important as well to have the confidence to say, that's outside of my remit. Let's uh, let's see where you can go to next with that. Let's see who's going to help you with your growth beyond where I've brought you. Um, and I think I suppose uh, you have to take ego out of it a small bit as well um, and go, yeah, okay, that's that's not for me. And let me help you out with passing you forward, you know. Definitely. Because people, you know, people will gravitate to certain personalities and coaches and like you said, you know your own expertise, and I think that's brilliant. You know, your top priority is prov- to provide value, and then if you're thinking actually someone else might be better for where you are at your journey at the moment, then you know that's brilliant. And I think it's an important message to get across, especially for someone who's listening to this and and you know is a coach or a, or a, a nutrition practitioner or or a health practitioner or you know someone who's thinking about employing one of these individuals that they've seen on Instagram or you know they've been referred yeah. by a friend or um you know a certain place like there's a lot of these health and wellness centers i know things aren't open as much at the moment but you know there's a lot of these kind of um alternative medicine health you know loads of support s and c places all these small bespoke places are popping up more and more and it's brilliant to see coaches and people doing things but you know like you said question it get to know the individual and um yeah just especially as being a coach you know bring bring your own value and, and don't be frightened to refer on if you know if needed so um, yeah. look you know there's a lot of moving parts obviously you're extremely focused with business 
you know you've you've got you know you've got great family couple of dogs racing around before we got on the call um and you know you keep you keep yourself seriously active like you know I went out for a bimble before um recording and then we've been messaging last few days and you've been swimming like some serious miles so how how do do you is it something that obviously because you've been doing it for so long it's 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 the habits have formed or, or does your does your training ebb and flow and you know what you're doing over you know a three to four months period and you get it done and how you know how do you kind of organize things with you know with your training and, yeah. with, and with your family there's a lot going on there's loads but I suppose like I think with young kids it's really important to involve them and I think uh, like with our crew here we went down to to swim yesterday and um we brought the two youngest ones with us and while we were swimming they were getting into their swim gear and they were going supping when we were done so um with in in terms of the kids like they're on their summer holidays now so if i'm going to go for a run or a bike i usually do it early in the day or just after i've given them lunch um and you know i'll go out and i'll do a fast hour on the bike or i'll do a, a kind of a tt route or um i'm not running at the moment i've, I've uh, i'm nursing a, a little toe injury um really puny puny broken toe but um yeah, I mean, it's 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 habit, I guess. And, you know, Mondays and Thursdays are the set days for the swim. And then it's really down to weather for the cycle. So whatever whatever days we can manage to, uh, you know, get the cycles in when it's not raining and it's not windy and uh, we'll get them in then. And then we've we've horses as well. So trying to trying to get them exercise on top of everything. It's uh, it's mayhem like, but it's you know, it's good mayhem. I wouldn't I wouldn't. Uh, I change it yeah you're thriving within it oh brilliant yeah. and I, I spoke to um i spoke to a sports nutrition advisor recently and she works a bit in british swimming and we kind of opened the the kind of door on outdoor swimming uh i left a resource yeah. in the show notes there if people want to find that for that episode but it'd be great to hear from you you know the value of and i'm not saying people have to start competing you know doing biathlons triathlons or these you know you've got these swim run events now which are incredibly yeah. gnarly but i think it'd be good to hear from you when if especially if it's a nice morning or evening after work and and the sun's out and you know someone's either got a wetsuit or they're going in in the shorts and stuff you know what's that like just moving from the pool into the sea or into a lake or something like that oh, yeah i mean it was terrifying originally because um i couldn't when i started swimming properly i couldn't put my face in the water um so in 2015 it was i i so with with my health it kind of deteriorated quite rapidly and i became very anemic and um so at the end of 2015 i ended up uh just just quite unwell very low energy uh sleeping two or three hours a day and i couldn't bike because if i biked i was in bed for two days afterwards and running i had to kind of really manage it um, you know, I really want to get out for some headspace. What will I do now? Well, I would go for 10 minutes. And it was literally, you know, uh, 500 meters down the road and 500 meters back. But swimming, I found very, very easy on the body. And rather than focusing on uh, performance, I could focus on technique. So I could slow everything right down and just focus on the movement. And, and you know, swimming is very mindful because you can't do anything while you're swimming. You can't double job. You can't, you know, you can be on a, a turbo trainer at home and reading a book while you're training or watching something on mm. uh, something on Netflix. Um, you know, you can be running and listening to a podcast. So, you know, when you're swimming, you're really in your own head and you're really, uh, it's quite meditative, I guess. Um, when you're in the open water, 
it is really one hand in front of the other and making that shift from the pool to the open water it was important for me to take off the pressure so it was not about performance at all and it might have just been okay i'm going to do three strokes here with my face in the water and see if i can breathe bilaterally so okay in terms of technique that was that was really hard work and i, ha I had to build up to it so now i've gone from i guess not wanting to swim in the open water unless there's a kayak next to me because what if something comes and i need to jump out in case it's going to eat me to yeah. okay let's uh <laughs> let's read and it, it's a real challenge like uh monday we were swimming and i thought something nudged my foot but when you're swimming in the open water and your feet are kind of cold oftentimes you'll kick yourself and then you'd be like oh what was that oh it was my own foot it's fine and hmm. um, and then i felt something on the back of my knee and then i felt something brush against my leg and i was kind of going okay the guys are up there there's another group back there and i'm kind of on my own here and um, don't freak yourself out you're just freaking yourself out it was really choppy and kind of splashy and when we got when we all met up together one of the girls said um she was in a kayak and she said uh, oh my god did that did that freak you out and i was kind of going did, did what freak me out and she said there was a seal <laughs> jumping over your legs <laughs> as um. you were swimming and i was going what so i've come from a place of being afraid to put my face in the water in case i see a fish to swimming along with the seal <laughs> jumping over me and it is it's it's such an amazing sense of achievement um whether you go longer or whether you uh you know speed up a little bit or even whether you feel that you're kind of swimming against a current and you decide actually i can do this and i'm after getting a bit stronger at this um it's it's a massive sense of achievement and very very liberating i think mm. so yeah my my advice to anyone who hasn't swam in the open water is start really slowly sit down splash your face and just get used to getting splashed and just start really small you know i think when when i started with the open water all all my friend groups uh were doing triathlons so i all i saw was the spot of not being able to swim to trying to achieve that like big goal of of being in the triathlon and that jump seemed huge but uh breaking it down into really small parts um allowed allowed it to be a bit easier i think mm. yeah so what i'm hearing is obviously just start slow be consistent and you know you 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 could you could find some enjoyment and like you said i think it was an awesome point you know you can't double job the swim you have to be there present swimming you know yeah. listening listening to yeah the water and thinking about things or as like you said we're running and cycling you can be reading listening to a podcast or you can yeah. be thinking even if you're running i caught myself yesterday morning doing it thinking about some work stuff when i got home and i was like what am i doing um whereas yeah i, yeah, I, doubt, yeah, I'll be, yeah. I doubt i'll be doing that in the sea i'd be kind of thinking like try not to swallow <laughs> like as much seawater as i can so oh no that's yeah, yeah. brilliant that is brilliant and um you know, look, people you, people you work with, just to give some context to the listeners, you know, I assume they're not all heavy hitting triathletes, you know, outdoor experts, no. etc. You know, you could just be working with people that are trying to, like you said, sit with less pain, um, have have some energy yeah. for, for their for their families at the weekends, um, get a bit leaner. Yeah. You know, is that safe to say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think probably about 25 percent of the people I work with are in triathlon or they're in running or they're in some kind of sport uh but the most most of the people i work with are just they're just trying to make lifestyle changes to like that improve their health or you know reduce 
waist circumference and you know I think I think um there's I, I do try and put it out there on social media my 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 whole concept is not about you must be thin you must lose weight it's not about all fat loss but it's about saying if you do decide some people do need to lose weight right so some people do for health and reduce their hip waist ratio and they they do need to make those changes and I want to help them make those changes in a most in the most sustainable fashion possible. So I try to kind of push the. Uh, it's not all about diets. It's about actually making healthier choices, and you know it's not all about restriction. You can still have your treats. You can still have your glass of wine at the weekend. If you miss a session, you know it's not the end of the world because actually one session is just one day or one hour in one week, and it's actually about the bigger picture. What is, what is your. Uh, common behavior your most common behavior mm. and what are the most common traits that you have and if the most common ones are takeaway pizza and uh movie nights well then that's the that's the direction you're going in whereas if your most common traits are small changes like trying to have one more portion of vegetable a day or spending 10 minutes walking where you didn't before um those tiny steps so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I suppose, mostly what I'm about. I love working with people who just want to begin because when you catch people in that moment where they're just going, you know, I, I really want to make a change. It's like, it's like being on a surfboard and catching a wave. You just come behind them and they're just so ready to go with the flow on that, you know, and it's, it's, um, it's a very privileged place to be to help them along with that journey, you know. Oh, superb. I think that's a brilliant place to end. So it'd be awesome to get, um, a little bit more on just before we go, you know, how people can stay in contact with you and if there's anything that you're working on at the moment that you want to let people know about. Um, and I'll obviously leave everything in the show notes. Sure. So I suppose what I'm going on my website is the Just One Mile program. And um, that is, that's the program where if you, if you want to start running or if you want to start moving more, it is a program, it's 2000 steps a day or 10 minutes of your time. And it, it, it starts off with walking. So for people who are complete beginners who decide they want to get out there running and loads of people did it during COVID. Um, but come September, uh, I'll be starting a challenge. And uh, I know Martin Yelling um, and Tom did this uh, on Marathon Talk. They did the um, Jantastic and uh, Fabulous and all this kind of stuff. If you, if you don't follow Marathon Talk, they're on there. But it's basically a program starting in September where you're going to measure how fast you go for one mile and it might be at a walk it might be at a run it might be at a sprint and there will be a six-week training program and then we measure again at the end of six weeks and there'll be a prize uh for whoever makes the the best changes so it's not necessarily who's the fastest it's, mm. it's not necessarily who goes from pace one to pace two but relative um, yeah. Who, yeah exactly exactly so that'll be the next thing that's that's coming up uh, and for anyone who wants to contact me, it's Fiona or info at fionaodonnell.ie. Uh, and of course, I'm on I'm on all social media platforms, really. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on um, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, my fingers are worn off down to the first knuckle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you know. Social media accounts. I thought, I, you know, I thought I, after work, I thought I brought some energy in terms of what I'm ki- cooking and you know, a little bit of my coffee in the morning and then I start watching you and I think, I need to step things up. <laughs> like, you are on it. You're on it. I think, I think oh, you know, I've definitely, I've, I've, I've got a happy vibe, you know, I'm mixing things up and then I watch yours and I'm like, right, okay, I can I can bring more. I can bring more. 
So no, it's good. It's, it's good. It's inspiring. It's inspiring. And it's good to, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on is because, um, you know, you, you, you're, you're in the different, you're, you're in a different part as well. You're, you're over in Ireland. And it's just brilliant to kind of get a bit of a snapshot, like you said, of the, of the kind of coastal countryside, you know, active lifestyle and stuff yeah. that you're doing over there. And it's brilliant. You know, it's somewhere that I definitely need to go and visit as well. It looks awesome. Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Cool. Brilliant. Look, thanks so much for your time and lovely people. As always, if you like the show, please share it with someone. Uh, We're both very open. Like we said, if you want to contact us to give us feedback or ask us questions on anything that we've discussed today, then just reach out. Um, Hopefully by the time this comes out, I'd have reached 25,000 listens. So thanks so much for listening. If you're tuning in each week, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I love doing the show, connecting with practitioners and interesting people and just having a having a good laugh and a, and a good conversation. So I hope you found it useful today and yeah, stay in touch. Have a healthy week. <laughs>